Hello, amazing parents and caretakers, and welcome to the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. I'm your family empowerment coach, Celia Kibler. I'm a mom of a blended family of five kids. I'm a grandma of nine kids, an author, a teacher, a speaker, and a consultant with over 40 years of training and real-life parenting experience. I'm here to offer you practical, doable tips, strategies, and techniques that will pump up your parenting skills and create peace, love, and laughter throughout your family. In addition, I'll be interviewing some great humans that are on a mission to make your life a better, happier, and healthier life. So let's not waste any time and get started with the next episode of the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. Thanks for listening. Hello, parents and listeners. Excited to have you here today. Welcome to another episode of the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. I have a wonderful guest with me today. Jimmy Clare is here to talk about conquering what you think you can't conquer in life. And he is has grown up and lives with autism. And I know a lot of you parents may either have children that are on the spectrum, or you know somebody who has children that are on the spectrum. And of course, we all worry about that. I've been working with children that have autism and adults that have autism for almost 40 years. So it is a really important topic. And the wonderful thing about my friend Jimmy is that he's a motivational speaker. He has like taken what some people would view as a challenge and not let it stand in his way and go do what he wants to do and be the type of person he wants to be. So I'm excited that you're all here to hear him. And Jimmy, welcome to the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So first, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, what it was like growing up, knowing that you were autistic, you know, that that label gets put put on a lot of people. And, you know, it can stop you, it can stop a parent, it can make a parent feel guilty and Oh, how will my child ever be able to grow up and be like a successful human, you know? And so tell us a little bit about your family, the adults that influenced you and how it was to grow up with autism. So uh, technically, I didn't really know I was autistic until uh, like high school, but my parents knew before me, uh, when I was getting diagnosed, they uh, made me do some different tests. And I don't remember what the tests were. I would just basically answer questions, doing some random stuff. I don't exactly remember because I was a kid growing back then. I was like maybe, what, four or five-ish. And uh I probably, I think I brought my handheld video games to it while my parents were getting, getting a diagnosis. And it's like, can I be anywhere but here? Uh, and I was like, but the, the only good part was that I got to leave school early because of the uh, of those uh, tests and everything. So Stay for that. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, I'll just leave. That's fine by me. <laughs> uh, anything but being in school. Uh, 
I mean, that's not how I feel about a basketball now, but growing up. But when you're a kid, all kids feel that way. <laughs> uh, I can't lie about that. <laughs> um, so uh, a lot of my uh, cousins and my family knew that I was autistic before I did. No one ever said, hey, you're autistic. No one pointed fingers at me. Uh, they treat me uh, just like every family member does. Uh, my brother gave me a hard time about every gosh darn thing. I gave him a hard time about every gosh darn thing too. Uh, we wrestled, we got it on each other's nerves 24 seven, which got on my mom's and my dad's nerves 24 seven. Uh, we have some kind of a whacked up family. They, uh, they great job of every child. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, it's my it's my job to to annoy my brother and my parents. That's right, and it's our parents' job to like embarrass you and annoy you too. You know, yeah, they do a good job of that. Both ways. <laughs> and uh, so we uh, so uh, basically, how I found out that I was autistic was. Uh, in high school, they made me attend my own IEP meetings, and an IEP stands for Individual Education Plan. And I, you know, I had to say again uh, that I, I didn't know that I had. I thought I, had, I would have to be a politician to sit in a boring meeting and not be able to do anything the whole entire time. Uh, but apparently, I was totally wrong because I got to sit in my own meeting. Everyone discussed about me, but I still can't make a decision about me. And no one ever asked you. You no. just sat there and had to listen to everyone else's opinion. Yeah, I was like, I'll go back into boring class now. Exactly. Exactly. Isn't that amazing? When yeah. you think of that, isn't it amazing? They don't even like you're sitting there like a shadow on the wall. You know, you, they don't even ask your opinion. That just that blows me away. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. I literally could have just sat there, just hummed to myself, and people still be talking over me. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, so, but then, like, I so when I got invited to that meeting, I knew I was different from other people, but I didn't take different as being wrong, like wrong or misplaced. Uh, and at the time, I kind of just, I don't know. I didn't know what to think. I just uh, like, well, I'm human. I'm not an alien. I don't, I don't think. Uh, so I, so I didn't really get, I didn't really dig deeper into it until right around when I was going to college because I enrolled myself in college after a three year break after high school, once I graduated high school, because I, I did not like high school. I didn't like middle school. I didn't like elementary school. So pretty much all the schooling I had back then, I just absolutely hated for whatever reason. Uh, I probably have many, many different reasons. And I, I think one of them, well, one of them obviously was, uh, I, I got bullied grow, growing up. And so I had, bullies were making fun of me left and right. And I had bullies on the bus that just kicked the back of my seat. And wherever I went was just bully after bully after bully. And I'm like, this is getting really, really annoying. And 
and some of the principals in my school, uh, and most of them were just the assistant principals, and some of them literally just said, oh, there's no bullying going on in school. Or maybe you stepped out of your two by four closet of an office, maybe you would figure it out. Uh, of course, I didn't say any of that because that would uh, that would make me. I probably would like fist pump afterwards, but uh, but obviously I kept my mouth shut. But I really wanted it's to hard say being that. It's really, you know, it ruins everything. And it it. How did you feel when you were bullied in school? Uh, I, other than not wanting to be in school, how? Do you think it changed you today? Can you look back and think, well, had I not been bullied, maybe I wouldn't have this go get them attitude. A lot of people are like, well, let me prove them all wrong. Can you look back on that bullying and think, well, what motivated you to go to college and start, you know, living up to what you wanted to do? Well, these when a lot of these bullies were uh picking on everyone in school i don't know what kind of grades they were getting but but since they always got into trouble and just interrupt class and whatnot and not doing their homework i was like well the chances of them ever making it to college is probably slim to none uh and not to be like hard ass or anything but but that was just what my observations were and i could they could be totally off and but it's not like i went up, up to ask them and say hey what kind of grades are you getting uh because <laughs> i didn't do that and it's like my grades my business uh and plus i didn't want to even have a conversation with them and so i think one of the things that motive if they, i didn't get bullied i wouldn't have I don't think it would become the person who I am today because looking at a lot of different motivational speakers, they always have a story to tell. And I don't think I would have a very interesting story. Like, okay, maybe I would say I would have an interesting story because I had nine year surgeries and uh, I have spinal stenosis, but then you can, but then you always, but, but then it's like, oh, well, are you take, talking about a woe is me story or, or, but if you talk about, oh, well, I overcame bullying and here I am today. And uh, I've, and I, I don't think with, I think without the bullying, I don't think I would be where I am today and being featured in New York City Times Square. Uh, yeah, it's really interesting how uh, you look back on your life and you can see you know, why these things were in place and what they did to contribute to who you are today. Um, you know, I, I was uh, telling you how, you know, when I was growing up from eighth grade to 12th grade, I wore a full body brace for scoliosis. And I will say I had formed by then a lot of friendships. I wasn't bullied a lot by kids that I even remember. I was pretty much the nice kid in school. I didn't date, like I didn't go on dates. Uh, I think I dated twice in my high school years. And, but my doctor appointments were at the outpatient clinic in Baltimore's Children's, Children's Hospital. 
and the outpatient clinic was right next to the terminal ward. So here were all these kids with cancer and this little girl had a skin disease and they were missing limbs. And so I looked at that as like, so all I have is this brace that I can take off and no one even knows there's something wrong with me when the brace is off of me. And I really learned to look at the world with a view of like a glass half full. You know, there are so many blessings in everything. And just from what bullying, as horrible as that is, what it empowered you to do, it turned out to be a blessing that that part of your life existed, even though it's a terrible part of your life and it caused you not to like school because who would want to go to school if you were being constantly bullied? But it really molded you into this powerhouse that you are today. So, so tell us a little bit about um, college and all. What, what did you decide to major in? Uh, well, that's a funny thing is, uh, so I jumped around five different majors and that was one too many for my parents' liking. <laughs> And I said to them, I was like, well, I don't want to be stuck with something that I will absolutely hate. And I know everything is going to be challenging. But so I, after just some different semesters and some professors that I liked and some of them I do not like, uh, I'm not going to name any names, but uh, it, uh, I found a lot of it seems to be okay. The work is challenging, but I feel like because I've read at a college level and even back when I was in middle school, it has really helped me figure out a lot of different uh, things in college. And, uh, and some people told me I'm a really fast reader so I can, literally skim the whole article of something or a chapter and still figure out what the suit like the I wouldn't say the basics but basically the overall of of what that uh, chapter was about without having to read word for word and because you know sometimes you just need the highlights and by the time when you finish reading the chapter it could be like maybe 30 pages and it's like okay, you know, I got other schoolwork to do. I can't just read 30 flipping pages in this textbook. Uh, it's like, I'm a fast reader, but these pages are long with text. It's not just, it, it, here's, it's, it's spread out. It's not even like a neat kind of book. It is so many words on one page. And it's like, you could at least spread this out. <laughs> Maybe like make it, I don't know, 16 point font. Yeah, let me get a magnifying glass for me. <laughs> right, exactly. So what did your, did you finally got a degree? Have you graduated? I'm still in college. You're and, still in college. And what are you working towards? Uh, I'm working towards, uh, I'm majoring in media studies, which can uh, help me again to be, um, which can lead me into uh, motivational speaking, which is basically public speaking, but uh, uh, I like to call it motivational speaking because public speaking sounds like, nah, I like motivational speaking better. I don't, like, I don't like the terminology. Uh, and uh, or it could lead me to uh, 
copywriting or journalism, which I will never ever want to go into. Uh, and have I have my reasons for, for that. It. Yeah, you'll have to pick the venue for it. So when you do your motivational speaking now, what is the audience you prefer to speak to? Is there an for age me, group I speak you for, love talking to? Uh, basically, I talk to Basically, my audience is geared towards people on the autism spectrum and those who have extra challenges, but then I cater to those who, are, who don't have extra challenges as well. So I, I like to do a mix of both just to keep everything interesting. And so I try to be helpful to both. So that, that is just wonderful. And I know you are helpful. And that's why I wanted to have you bring you on the podcast. So other parents with concerns for their children, or even challenges they've had themselves, you know, know that they can get, you know, they can incorporate those challenges into their life and what they want to be. Um, and they don't become challenges, they become, you know, motivators and, and energizers. Uh, so, you know, I know you were like the star of Tom's Times Square in New York at one point of time. Can you tell us a little bit about that awesomeness? Yeah. Um, so one of my friends uh, who I met along the way uh, uh, in my uh, career as a motivational speaker so far, uh, she messaged me well, she's all the way in Austria, and she's uh, she told me that there's this company that was uh, that has this campaign running on uh, social media, where you can give shoutouts to your family and friends on uh, on social media, and they would take it and put it on a on the billboard in New York City Times Square. Well, I know a lot of my friends do not like me tagging them in posts, etc. Some do, some don't. Uh, and so I didn't want to be one of those people who just like tag them in everything. And so I was like, okay, you know, she, she, so she messaged me and it's like, Jimmy, you should get your message out there and promote Crazy Fitness Guy. And I was like, do you think they would do it? She's like, honestly, why not? And uh, I was like, you're just tagging someone in there and they're only using your social media media account and presence. So it's not like you have to sign up for anything. It's not gonna cost you any money. And as like, no, you good point. I got nothing to lose. So, and I only had until like the end of, I think it was like the end of February or March. And so uh, I knew I, I was like, well, this might be the, my only opportunity to get into New York City Times Square, or I had to pay for it, and it cost me a freaking fortune. Uh, so uh, I did it. Didn't hear anything back from them for a while. I was like, eh, maybe they didn't pick me. And then all of a sudden, I get a message from their company who was doing it, and it's like, here's a picture. And I was like, no flipping way. And I shared it with all my uh family and friends and some, some of my family members who just like to uh who like to joke around with me it's like hey jimmy i heard that your ugly mug was in uh, new york city times square <laughs> i was like excuse me my ugly mug is not ugly <laughs> hey, excuse me i'm a star hello yeah i was like you're just jealous <laughs> exactly i hear a hint of jealousy that is so awesome such a great story 
So, and a good lead-in. So uh, as many of my listeners know, I also own a fitness company called FunFit. And uh, it is a kid's fitness company. I started back with my sister in 1987. And uh, our focus is kids and families. We believe in family fitness. So parents exercise with their kids. And we run classes and camps and do special events and parties and things like that. And you are known as the crazy fitness guy. So I would love to hear you tell our listeners a little bit about why you're the crazy fitness guy. Well, uh, so before I was known uh, as the crazy fitness guy, I let's just say I had a run back with uh, on another name that led me into some trouble not any legal trouble, but could have led into some legal trouble. I can't say the name because it's trademarked. And if I it's say- It's a legal trouble. <laughs> no, it's not legal trouble. But uh, they, uh, but uh, basically the uh, company reached out to me and said, you can't use this name. And, and it was actually the founder of the uh, company himself. And uh, He's, uh, he told me, and these guys been up and running for years. And so I, I didn't know I can do that because I've heard trademark laws and copyright laws, but the two always got confusing to me. And I didn't know the whole insides of that that I do now. But yeah, I'm like, constantly writing letters to people that use FunFit because I do own the trademark on FunFit. And it's a popular word to use. And some people I just... Don't even worry about it. And other people, you know, I do. So I, I know all about that. And so basically he uh, gave me 30 days to change it or he will, he would uh, put his lawyers on me. And it's like, oh, well, thanks for giving me 30 days. Uh, and I did not mean that as sarcasm. I, no, I, I really appreciate him and, and everything. And and he said, it's like, and it's like, even he he even admitted himself that it's like i know that you didn't mean to take the name or anything it's like i really did not (laughs) uh usually people don't i mean people use fun fit like they just thought of it and they use fun fit you know and they don't bother to check if it is a a trademarked word like it is well you know well to be honest uh even if i went to check i didn't know how to use the any special government website to figure that one out right, right. and because you know any site from made from the government is really handy <laughs> no <laughs> uh really not um don't even get me started on that one uh but so he uh so i can't so when i just started googling around crazy fitness guy no one came up with any trademark or whatnot and even though so many people use different variants of it, either as three words or one word, I was like, okay, it doesn't seem like anyone really has this. And Richard Simmons came up multiple times with a search. And I, and so then I was like, well, he doesn't even have it either. And he's and a lot, he's a lot older than me and he didn't even trademark it. So I was like, I'm taking it. Yeah. And so I created Crazy Fitness Guy four years ago. And then when I, and years ago, my branding was absolutely horrible. And then once I started uh, working on the branding and uh, getting the wording down precise and consistent across all the channels, 
now I outrank uh, Richard Simmons' Wikipedia page, and now I show up for crazy fitness guy as three words and one word. And it's like, sorry, Richard Simmons, bye-bye. <laughs> I was like, now you're, now you're officially retired. That's semi-retired anymore. Now you're officially retired. You've taken over. So as crazy fitness guy, what do you do? So uh, when I first started it, I it was geared towards just, it was going to be a platform for doing fitness classes and whatnot. But, you know, there's so many, pretty much every single like workout program out there, they have similar moves, but they always call something different or it might be slightly very uh, different. And this is right when I was in my first, like, I think my third semester in college. And I was, I was going in for a personal training, but, but then because I shifted over to media studies, I knew I had to uh, change my shift on my website. And so I was like, I'm going to gear this towards to motivate people to start living a healthier lifestyle because I know there's a, was a pattern of so many different articles I read is that they always talk about fitness programs or they talk about nutrition, but no one really tells you on where to start. They might glance over that or they might cover it for one article, but that's not what they are about. They're just like, well, here, here's some resources here you get started. Great business model. How do I get started? I'm talking and I'm muted. That's like on every every website is how do I how do I get started? How do I get started? And start you know, here. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's great. I you know, and it's it's just all the things that you've decided to put into action, and and the ideas. You know, as as entrepreneurs, we have ideas that come out every single day. I mean, I am like the queen of new ideas, but you know, not many people take action on those ideas and, and to become what the things that they wanna become in life. And those are people that aren't faced with any challenges. Um, so you've really taken your talent and you've put it into life and you've, you know, you've made something of it. So that's, that's so commendable, so commendable. And I'm sure you're proud of yourself. Your parents are proud and all the parents, all the people that, you know, work with you, love working with you because I know you're such, you're a fun guy and you're, you know, crazy fitness guy. So who doesn't love that? Uh, well, I'm well, all about that name. Well, which part, well, which version of me? Years ago, they, I can probably tell you that some people absolutely hated working with me. <laughs> Yeah. And do you think that's true anymore? Maybe some. Uh, I, I think people hated working with you. Because I was the most very difficult person to work with back then. Uh, I had, there was, I, there's, back then there was times where I metaphorically burnt bridges with people that I lost uh, in touch with. And then when I saw them years ago, they still saw me as the same person 
that they uh, was back then. And I just shrugged it off and it's like, if you can't see me for who I am now, toodaloo, bye. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'd be really, I think it'd be really cool. I would love to be able to see what they think if they ever like just Googling like Jimmy Clare and my name actually, sh there's, this is Jimmy Clare who's a, who has a Wikipedia page, uh, who's a retired soccer player. And now I, I outrank his page as well too. So it's like, I would love to be able to see what those people say. It's like, holy crap, I was wrong. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And like, how you like me now? So how would you advise people if people said to you now, if you looked back, would you still choose to burn those bridges that you burned? Or would you decide that that wasn't your best option? I don't know how to answer that question. Uh, it's not like I purposely meant to burn the bridges, but some of those people just kind of since we didn't stay in touch with each other over the years and they didn't really make an effort or I didn't make an effort it, even when I saw them a little bit outside of school like at a few of my friends parties none, none of them like really so the two that I saw there's like oh you're just the same old and it's like well I can still act the same old at times, but I'm totally different. You're really uh, living life. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it, always happy and dandy all the time. If I was, I might as well just wear a mask that says, I'm always happy. <laughs> always <laughs> I should never happy. do that again. And nobody, nobody's always happy. I, you know, people are happy. I'm a pretty happy person, but I'm not always happy. And, um, and, and the truth is, you know, Jimmy, that we have people in our lives, we all do, that we need to move away from, that, you know, don't do anything to lift us up or empower us, and in fact, do the opposite and bring us down and tear us down. So there's absolutely people in everyone's lives that they may not be connected from, that they need to disconnect from, you know, um, so... Oh, I can tell you a story yeah. about that real quick. There's uh there's was one person in one of my uh in one of my classes in college. We were doing these uh icebreakers just to go around the room just to uh like just meeting each other in the room and whatnot. And there was one kid, I don't remember who he was, I don't remember his name, but I he he was just such a smug kind of jerkish person and like so I introduced I when it was my turn like I introduced myself and I talked about what I was doing it is like his first response and I don't know how he could come up with this response because it doesn't seem logical to me maybe it'll seem logical to you but he's said well how can you make money off of a website and I was like have you heard of Amazon? Know, right? <laughs> Have you heard of Amazon, the billion dollar company, uh, Google, <laughs> Apple, uh, named any ring of bell? Yeah, I was like, a few. And, and I was like thinking to myself in the back of my mind, I was like, the better question would be is how can you personally make money off a website? Now that's a question. And like the other question is like, uh, 
that does not even that question shouldn't even exist. Uh, like I said before, a lot of those questions come up because people are jealous of other people. People that, you know, look at, you know, who you are and not specifically you, anybody, and they're doing something that they're passionate about doing and they love doing and they're, you know, they're really getting out there to do it. There are people who only think about that and they don't have a clue how to do it so they become jealous of people that are achieving that and that jealousy is turned into you know mockery of the person that you know they're they're jealous of so it's, and it's funny though he uh and like when he introduced himself is like well i work at a gym and make consistent money and whatnot and i and yeah, you know, I wish I kind of stayed in touch with that person, like not like friendly wise, but just to see what he's up to. And I, I was like, well, how's your gym now? How's, uh, I was like, how's working in the gym now? And I was like, I've been in New York City, Times Square. Uh, and like, he was like, oh yeah, I'm in the front desk at a gym. And it's like, how's that and working out for people, you? Some people, you know, some people like that person he may never get past that. That may be it because as we, you know, as we talk about and other people talk about getting out of your comfort zone is anything but comfortable. And to do something that you're determined to do regardless of what you're dealing with, anybody to do something that you're determined to do sometimes is not an easy task. And you really have to decide, well, whatever happens, I'm doing this and I'm not giving up. I'm not quitting. And there are a lot of people out there, Jimmy, that that don't have it. They'll just be like, well, I'm just going to work this job because it's a steady paycheck. I don't have to worry about it. Pays my rent, pays my mortgage. It feeds my family. And I'm not ruffling any feathers. And there are people like you and me that are like, ruffle away. Let's do this, you know. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's do what we love to do. Let's take our passion. Let's go talk to people. Let's go inspire people and encourage them to do the same. So those people will just be stuck in their little groove. And hopefully by the words that you speak and I speak and other people like us that are, that do look at the positive and do look at empowering other people you know, hopefully they'll hear a little of it and it might just motivate them to do it. And I just want to say one more thing about that. It's not the, uh, and again, I didn't say any of this to him, like, oh, I was like, oh, how's your gym or anything? Because I don't even remember his name. I, I've never reached out to him on social media or anything or whatnot. And it's not like I go seek out these people just like, oh, here, shove it in your face. But uh uh, but it, it, it is because of his arrogant voice uh, when I first met him. I, I, I just, he, he always, he, I always call them naysayers. And so th then I, every time when, even though when I'm feeling down, I always remember as I, some out, someday out there, he's going to be watching. And maybe one day, wherever he's, uh, maybe I'll do a, uh, wherever he is, maybe I'll be, uh, I'll see him again. And I'll have my poster in his gym, some in the gym where he's working at. And it's like, he's going to do a live speaking event here? No. <laughs> so he became a motivator 
instead of a demotivator. Yeah. You know, and and hopefully one day he will see you and maybe just maybe it will motivate him to be more and to realize, wow, look, I used to knock this kid down and he couldn't get knocked down and he kept going. And if he can do it, you know, the, the, the beauty of it is the whole reason you're such a shining example is because if you can do it, anybody can do it, you know, and hopefully that's exactly what your mission is in life is to inspire other people to be more. And by simply watching you and all your accomplishments already at your young age. So crazy fitness guy, Jimmy Clare, please tell our listeners who want to know more how they can find out more about you and where they need to go to contact you. Uh, just go to crazyfitnessguy.com and you'll be able to uh, see what I'm doing. Uh, I have weekly live streams on my website now. Uh, I have uh, my podcast on the website. I also have uh, people can reach out to me to hire me to speak. Uh, I'm looking for events uh, to speak at. Send me some requests. Uh, I'm, I'm open. Uh, book me, please. <laughs> I'm desperate. And- and all, no, and all that, you know, who should be desperate is the people, the people that need to hear you, which is why I'm glad your voice is being heard now. Uh, but all of Jimmy's contact information will also be in the description of this website. So Jimmy, I'm so glad you came on with me today. And I appreciate you uh, being so flexible with the change of dates. We had a lot of kind of change of dates while Jimmy and I were trying to hook up to record this this uh, podcast and I'm grateful for you being so considerate of all that. Uh, Thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. And I know our listeners have benefited greatly from this discussion. So I thank you. Thanks for having me. My absolute pleasure. And to all the listeners out there, remember you can do whatever you want to do. You can be whatever you want to be. And mostly though, be you. Everyone else is taken. So be you, be the you that you are. You can't try to be anyone else. It's already not there. So be yourself and let your light shine. And Jimmy, by you shining your light, you of course give everybody else permission to shine theirs. So I hope you guys take this inspiration and you enjoy this broadcast. I wanna remind you guys that my Tranquility Tribe is open for more parents who are ready to be proactive instead of reactive, stop all the yelling, gain more cooperation, reach out to me. That's also, that link is also in the podcast description. And in the meantime, guys, I want to be very uh, thankful that you decided to choose to listen to this podcast. And Jimmy and I are super glad you are here. We wish you days filled with peace, love, tons of laughter. It really is the best medicine. And I'll see you here next time on the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast and being a part of my mission to stop a million parents from yelling at their kids. Be sure to head over to pumpeduppparenting.com and grab your free copy of the Patience Playbook. Wishing there was a manual for your toddler? Well, great news. 
Now there is. Pick up your copy of Raising Happy Toddlers, How to Build Great Parenting Skills, and Stop Yelling at Your Kids, plus my three new children's books at celiasbooks.com. That's celiasbooks.com. If you're loving this podcast, please feel free to share it with your friends and pay it forward. And also leave a review so I know who you are and can thank you personally. Tune in next time for more tips, advice, and strategies as you continue to pump up your parenting and create childhoods that everyone in your family can blossom from. Have yourself a really happy, fun day. Bye-bye.